Alright, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Pastor Rob's podcast today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad you're here tuning in. I've got my lovely wife here sitting by my side. We're going to look at another great show on its way right now. Right to your little tiny earplugs coming in full blast. It's uh, Robbie and Robbie. The Robbie and Robbie show. I like that. <laughs> And we're sitting here with our coffee. Uh, you know, you can't see us, but we got our coffee, our Americanos. Mine's cold. My wife's is hot. She likes it hot. Summertime, I like mine cold. So we're ready to roll here. I mean, we are absolutely ready to roll. We hope you're ready to roll with us today. And uh, another great episode on leadership. All right, so let's set this up, honey. Uh, you want to greet the folks that are listening? Why don't you say hi to them? Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great afternoon on this beautiful Friday morning. Or, oh, it's afternoon, excuse me. <laughs> anyway, all is good. All is well. Yes, it is. By the way, what an outstanding message you preached last night. It was great. The folks really enjoyed it. I know that everybody enjoyed your message last night the altar services were rich and and uh good job preaching last night thank honey. you did a great job and you're a great leader you know you're a thank great you appreciate that i i'm not just saying that to make you feel good we've been married now almost 43 years and and uh you're a phenomenal leader and uh we recognize your leadership all right so let's uh let's get started here so we're still talking about relationship and how it impacts leadership, okay? How relationship impacts leadership. So here we go. I, I just want to start off by saying this, honey, that doing this one thing changed everything about how I lead. And that is I stopped thinking about leadership as a role with, you know, great responsibilities. And I started treating leadership rather as a relationship. What do you think of that? Well, it's, it's uh, biblical because when we put ourselves in the role of being over people, then we become their boss and we try to dictate. And that doesn't work in effective leadership because... People are human beings. They have different ideas. They have uh, different weaknesses. They have different strengths. They have different perceptions. People see things in a whole different way. So we have to get beyond our um, whatever power that a job or a role gives you. And you have to lay that aside because power does not make you a good leader. Well, and, and this is exactly what I was thinking about when we were coming on the show today to talk about this kind of stuff. And it, to me, it's, it's uh, I mean, really juicy to talk about. I guess that's the word I'm trying to, to say here. So you've probably heard the saying. I know you have, honey, right? You don't need a title to be a leader. No, of course not. So doesn't that kind of sum up really what you were saying? Yeah, and, I, and I've said it often in teaching leadership that um, we all, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, 
we all have, we're influencers. And as an influencer, you are a leader. So it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, you know, leading kindergartners or your kids or you're going to influence and it may be a good direction. It may be a bad direction. It may be an indifferent direction, but whatever you have in life is going to affect people to lead them into something. It may be an emotional response. It may be how you drive. It may be how you look at the, the checker at the grocery store, but your impact causes people to react. And when they react, you have led them, you've influenced them. So of course we do that on a much larger scale when we have, um, when we have people that we're responsible for to help us accomplish a task or help us to uh, grow the kingdom of God. And when we're talking about Christian leaders, our goal should be in increasing the kingdom of God. And so we need more than ourselves. We need people alongside us who will work with us to that goal. And we have to see them as co-workers. We have to see them as people. We have to see them as um, people who need emotional support. We can't just be demanding of them or have expectations that uh, will always cause them to fail. Because if they fail, then we become cynical leaders. Mm. I like that. That's never good. Because when leaders get cynical because the people they're leading fail them or fail themselves or fail the team, then we can have a tendency to think that they're no longer of value to the team. And that's always a mistake because we are working with people, period. And people uh, are different and people have different perspectives and people come to their their task, where job, their volunteer position. They come with different burdens, different experiences that they may have had. And so with all that being said, I think that a word to identify uh, this whole thing about looking at it differently than just being in a position of, of responsibility or power is that we have to have empathy. Mm. Well, a couple of things here you mentioned. I got to go back and backtrack here because the, these are good things to talk about. So in case I forget, I want to tell you a story about my son-in-law this week when we were down there, my son-in-law, Gil. Okay. So, but f the first thing you said, you know, we kind of touched on what we talked about last time you know, with relationship and how we respond to people, how we communicate to people. And we talked about body language, but there's another kind of language here, you know, and what brought it to my attention was, you know, how people view us and see us like when we're actively in the role, playing the role as leader that you were discussing a few minutes ago. So here's the thought. What about how people hear us, even on the phone, right? We can sound kind of cold and harsh on the phone. And that's, that's not cool. That's it not isn't good. what you say. It's how it's you how say you it. Yeah. It's, it's how, how you, you make people it. feel. Yeah. And, and you can say the exact same words. You could read off of a piece of paper the same sentence five times 
to the same person and get a different response every time simply by your tone of voice. Right. And so I know that I'm not good at that. I have to work on that. <laughs> I, I have to work on that. You know, so uh, sometimes Practice I... Practice makes perfect, they say. Well, I try to make myself conscious of it. You know, I do. I really do. And, you know, we had an incident in the church. You know, we're not going to get into that. But we had an incident in the church, and I just really forced myself to be better. You know, how I speak, how I'm saying it, you know, to the person, you know. And and I think I did a good job. I, I don't know, you know. Well, people want to feel like you trust them enough to have hope that they'll be better next time. But if you're condescending, they feel like they're no, of no value, and it makes them want to give up and quit. So that's where the tone of voice comes in. Yeah. So... Uh, we got to even even though people aren't looking at us while we're speaking to them on the phone we still need to be careful exactly how we sound coming through the phone That's as true. a leader yeah right and and all this either will help the relationship or it will hurt the relationship and whether we like this or not people are always going to assume the worst about leadership of course right so even no matter how great you may communicate to a person and be very positive and your tone be very calm they're still going to assume the worst of that conversation well so if it's yeah. if your tone is worse imagine how much and it and it, it depends talk. on them too you know some people uh may not be as defensive depending on their strength and their ability to um, to have confidence. Others may struggle with that, or they may have had ex bad experiences where people talk down to them. And so your 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 tone of voice can uh, it it can um, cause that to arise back up inside of them that that fear that fear of of being less or being a failure or uh, whatever it is that they're struggling with. So uh, how we say stuff is absolutely important. How difficult is it as a leader to control your emotions when, when maybe, you know, we have a church issue that's really heated, you know, and maybe you're being blamed for something as a leader, right? Yeah. How, how difficult is it to try to maintain your emotions to where you remain calm, cool, collected, and peaceful? Well, for me, I it, it's about perspective. First of all, I realize, and, and then maybe that's where empathy comes in. I put myself in their shoes. What did they see that caused them to react the way they did? Maybe a good explanation is all they need. And if I get myself out of the way, as a leader, we have to get ourselves out of the way. If, you're, if yourself is in the way where you are looking at it, you become defensive, for example. You become defensive because you're thinking about yourself. Really, oftentimes, a good, uh, a good ex explanation, calmly, without defensiveness. Uh, you don't want to ever explain defensively. 
because that comes through in your tone of voice. So you're back to that same thing that you were talking about. But how do you hand, how do I handle that? I think we all, first of all, I have to answer for myself because I think every single leader has to grow and accomplish things that work for them. You know, it's like people who get nervous when they stand, uh, you know, on a platform. Different people with an outgoing personality, they might not have to do anything. But for somebody who's more introverted, they they may have to think differently. They have to may have to choose a different perspective. So the same is true for leaders. Um, I think experience for you and I has taught us a lot. We've been through situations, but I think the perspective is everything. First of all, you got to get the fear of people's criticism out of your mind and and try to remove the ability to uh, automatically be defensive. And the second thing you have to do is you have to put yourself in their shoes. What did they hear? And would I have responded possibly the same way? And again, maybe just stepping in and saying, hey, you know, you, you, your perception was this because this is what you saw or this is what you heard. But here's what, how it really was. And, and, you know, that's where communication, it's the same with husband and wife. Communication ultimately becomes um, your, biggest, your biggest tool that will help you be successful because people have to hear what they need to hear to change their perspective. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a, that's a really great thought on that. And so it's really hugely important because leaders, when you're in leadership, you are going to be criticized. So how you handle that is going to be, is going to be, is going to determine how successful you are as a leader, period. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. Well, um, and with criticism, I think the other important element uh, that leaders oftentimes, it is very easy because we're human. We have to always get as much information as we can and do our best not to, just because we trust someone do, and because they're telling us something doesn't mean they're lying but their perception may bring it about in a way that it looks totally different than you may have seen it if you'd been there so with that being said a good leader will listen to everyone involved not just to the person that they think is right and so you have to be careful to not choose sides in conflict. It's very important, very important. Um, so, and the leadership we're talking about, Robbie, the leadership skills can be implemented in like our Bible adventure program, um, youth ministries, um, men's ministries, women's ministries, right? Oh, absolutely. This, this can be, that, this is why we're doing this. You know, huh. and our staff are listening right now, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but you, you can utilize these uh, tools to become an effective, efficient leader you know, in our much, church. I think, I think the, the beauty of learning about leadership is that um, the tools that create success from a leadership perspective are not limited, like you said at the very beginning of this podcast. And that was that 
you have to get your eyes off the title. And the, and the same is true if you don't have a title. Because in the church, we're working for God, all of us. And we're in this, this company called the kingdom of God. And that is our goal, is at every level of leadership, whether you're the CEO or whether you're whatever, everybody Pastor. plays a part. When you, when you have a secular company, you have employees. And each of those employees has a responsibility in interacting with others to make that company a success. So in the kingdom of God, I believe that it works similarly. We, we have, uh, you know, we may have pastor, we may have Sunday school class teachers, uh, you know, we may have youth leaders or women's leaders or whoever uh, it, that do different things and carry uh, responsibilities. But in the kingdom of God, we all have influence and we all should sharpen our skills as leaders, even if we're just coming in and going around the church shaking hands with people. Because the more we polish these skills, the more we are actually able to bear the fruit of the Spirit, and the more we are able to have unity unity, whether it's, you know, whether you're a singer on a worship team or whether you're in charge. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal, phenomenal instruction and teaching. Okay, so we got to get back to my, our son-in-law, I should say, Gil. We went and seen Christina and Gil. We had a funeral that we did down south for Brother Land and did his service, which he was a great man of God, great pastor, and uh, our church is deeply going to miss him. So while we were down there, we were pretty close to Christina and Gills, so we decided to drive down. We were only a little over an hour away. So we drove down and stayed a few hours with them and then came home. And um, so I was in the car with Gill. We were driving. You weren't in the car at this time. We went to get some things. We were talking about baseball, and he was showing me where his baseball, where he played baseball. Gill plays hardball baseball, and he's on a team. And it's really cool how he, you can still play hardball. I did not know you could do that. So he's doing that. He's playing, you know, it's, just, it's really phenomenal how he's doing that. Well, we were talking about the team, and he brought this up, you know, because I said, well, do you guys win? Do you, I mean, what's your record? And he said, well, we beat the, you know, we managed to beat one of the best teams in the league, you know. And I said, wow, that's good. But he also said that they lost quite a few games. And he brought this to my attention. He said, uh, Gil said, yeah, when guys make mistakes, you know, a lot of guys on the teams really hammer them, you know, for making the mistakes. I said, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, how do you expect to become a winning team if you're always, you know, hammering people that make mistakes? You know, that could be detrimental to a player, right? So he's going out to left field, he dropped a fly, or he let a line drive get by him that he could have stopped, you know, and the other teammates, you know, some of the teammates are yelling at him, you know, and getting upset with him. It's going to be hard for that player to get back out on the field and perform. 
because he's always going to be thinking about, mm -hmm. well, if I make another mistake, I'm going to get yelled at. Right. They need to be encouraged, not discouraged. That's exactly right. You brought that up, you know, earlier in the segment, you know, and it made me think of that story. You know, if, if we're going to be a successful team at Clovis PCG, we're going to have to encourage each other in spite of the mistakes we make. Exactly. We, we can't, we, that's not good and effective leadership. No, it causes people to quit, not yeah, to try that's harder. Correct. Our, our goal is to get people to try harder. And to show people they're valuable, they're important. Mm -hmm. And give them more than one chance. Yeah, and that we can't, we can't make it without them, that they're a part of the... And we can't. They're a part of the building process, you know, of, of building a great church. Yeah, you know? a, a church is, a church is um, you know, it's a family of God working together. Uh, it, it, it's a body of Christ. Yeah, And nobody, nobody is the same. That's right. That's what I love about the culture of our church right now. You know, you know I know we've pastored, you know, four churches. This is Clovis PCG's our fourth church. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I just feel like it's at least the leadership we have in position, the teams we've managed to build since we've been pastors has just been phenomenal. I think we... We are really geared for success here. I well, think. God's really blessed us with great people. We've already seen tremendous yeah. results, right? Yeah, great people, great people, great leaders. And and we'd love to introduce them to you on the show. And when we have time, we're going to do that. Well, honey, uh, listen, uh, we're on 22 minutes right uh -oh. now. That's how fast it's gone. Uh, so we're going to continue this again. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in on Leadership 101, again, episode 20. We're so glad that you were with us. Um, listen, we are going to pray because we always pray to conclude every every podcast. We feel like prayer is really important, so we want to pray for you today. Okay, Father, I thank you, God, for everything you're doing for us, and thank, thank you, you for our leadership at Clovis BCG. Yes, we pray, God, that they're able to take these these lessons, these statements, God, this this educational format and experiences of of Robbie and myself Lord I pray that God you would use them God to to impact our team and anyone else who's listening I pray that these these are going to be beneficial these podcasts are going to be beneficial to people all over the place God I pray that someone who's wanting and desiring to be a leader right now, that, God, you would help them, encourage them, and strengthen them. You will make a way for them, God. Open doors that no man can shut. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. We love and appreciate you, and thank you for listening today.